Welcome to What to Do When, a podcast from Real Lawyers with Real Perspective, where we explore a variety of legal issues and scenarios. Each week, we focus on a new topic and discuss what to do when and if any of these legal scenarios ever happen to you or a loved one. With over 40 years of combined legal experience, our hosts offer their unique perspectives and insights on a range of real-life legal situations. Hi, welcome back to What to Do When, a podcast here at Kreiser Cardani. I'm Jackie. I'm Scott. Jackie, what's on the docket for today? Today's docket, what to do when your children's issues take center stage. Yeah, we, we were thinking about this the other day. This is a really important topic that comes up often, especially in custody cases for or sure. in divorces where their custody is at issue. But, you know, what we're talking about here is like, say, for instance, you're either in a custody, you've already, it doesn't matter if the custody has already happened and separation by the court has happened or you're in the midst of it, but all of a sudden you find out something about your child. Maybe they were abused somehow, somewhere in your home, somebody else's home or something like that. They, they start talking about something that happened in their past. They start to do things that are like cutting or self-harm of any kind yeah, or hurting animals or something like that. And these issues start to you start to see them. What we often see in these cases is um, parents panicking. Uh, yes. Because you're in this custody thing and he's in your house and maybe he started cutting in your basement and you didn't know about it. Yes. You know, and all of a sudden you're like, what to do? What do I do? And that's a very legitimate question because when you're in litigation and things are very litigious, Mm-hmm. It's very hard to reach out and say, "Hey, this is what's going on." Well, even when there's an order in place, like you were saying, there's a, it's done, court's over. It can always be changed, right? We're in Virginia. We know that a material change of circumstances, you can get the custody changed and the parenting time changed with sufficient evidence and sufficient time passage. So, it 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 is always a worry whether the litigation is ongoing or there's technically a final final order. It, it is. It's. It can be terrifying. So, so what are parents to do? You know, the first thing you shouldn't even worry about the custody. Your focus mm-hmm. should immediately go on your child. How can I help my child? Yeah. The worst thing people do is bury it, hide it, obfuscate it, make it less than it is. The best thing you can do is dig in and start to do the right thing, as you would have done if you were married or still together or anything else. Don't let that custody order dictate your behavior or the potential of litigation dictate your behavior. Because in the end, it always backfires. Well, when do you tell the other parents? And what do you tell them? And, and do you put it in writing? Or do you tell them <laughs> over the phone? I mean, these are all the considerations. Even even if you're focused on your child, these are all the questions that, that are coming to a parent's mind. Absolutely. And, you know, there's not a right answer for any of those. I mean, there's not a perfect answer. We, we could sit here and say, you always email. Well, that's not always the case. What if you're a bad emailer? Which... Don't communicate well in writing, right. (laughs) You know, um, or a texter. You know, worst thing we do, people text, your daughter tried to kill herself today, you know, and it's like... Bad idea. Don't send that text message (laughs) to the parent. Exactly. So, (laughs) you know, this takes clear communication, I would say, on the phone or something like that, to have the conversation. Um, If you have a spouse or an ex-spouse who's crazy and can have a conversation, maybe say, hey, I have something to tell you. I'm going to record this, you know, so they know you're recording it. Great you have to in Virginia. But... You know, and you can have the conversation. Here's something I found. I saw Jimmy in the garage yesterday, and he was mutilating a bunny. And it really concerned me. I don't know what's going on there. It should be concerning. It should be concerning, you know. Um, 
And maybe last weekend he was at grandpa's and they were hunting and he found a dead rabbit and he was, you know, there, I don't think there's, I mean, a, there's right. There could be, but the point is your immediate response is something's not right here. And I need to help my son through this process, whatever's going on and hiding it from the other spouse is not going to help. They may take you to court. They may do all these things. But when a judge looks at you and says, I don't know what else she was supposed to do. Right. When you've done all the right things and you've put that child at center stage, I I can't guarantee you anything. But most judges that we see on a regular basis are going to really take the fact that you took it on head on and you did all you could to help your child as not a negative to you, even if it happened in your house. And we were talking earlier, say you're in a relationship and your kid comes to you and says, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you the parents, boyfriend or girlfriend, did something last night to me. Oh. And it happens all the time. You know how people troll for people with children so they can mm-hmm. mess with their children? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe that's out there, come walk a mile in our shoes. We see it all the time. It's the most disgusting and predatorial behavior. We see it all the time. So, but if that happens in your home, that doesn't make it your fault. Correct. Unless, you know, you're constantly picking bad people and putting your child at risk with bad people who have criminal mm-hmm. records and all that stuff. But there's a constant rotation of people. You might want to consider your own behaviors. But yeah. if that happens, your your son or daughter comes to you and says, your significant other yeah. touched me inappropriately. Whether you got smacked across the face or, or touched in a, in a molestive sort of way. I might have made that word up. It's hard to say. Molestive. But either way, if it's some sort of inappropriate touching, what, that's a great point to bring up, Scott. Then what do you do? Now it's... Look, again, your child should become center stage at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that means maybe putting that relationship on pause, no matter where that relationship is. And I see people refuse to do this all the time. I'm not saying in the end it may turn out to be something that was alleged and never happened and all those things. But if you don't take that step of putting that relationship on pause and getting to the bottom of what happened, it will burn you every time. I think importantly to Scott's point that you you talk to the other parent and, and what Scott said was you maybe you call them and tell them you're recording the call. Sure, you, you can you can do that. I think that's a great idea. You don't have to tell them you're recording the call, but if you want it to be admissible in court, you need to tell them that that they're being recorded okay we'll get into that in a whole nother podcast we're talking about electronic recordation okay um so watch for that that's probably a good one but even if you don't record it or even if you do record it and you tell them that you're recording it or maybe you didn't tell them it is almost always a good idea to say in an email i just want to follow up with the phone call we just had today september 20th 2022 whatever the date may be this is what we talked about Um, This is what you said. This is what I said. Now, does it really matter in the long run? I hope not. But it's it's papering the process. And it's making my job and Scott's job when you come to us and say, well, I did this. Now, what do I do? Hey, you, you, you must listen to the podcast. You put your child's needs first and foremost. You took the first right step. What happened next? And that is something that we can communicate to a guardian ad litem if there's one involved or to get one involved or if we need to file a motion for an emergency hearing because it's just that big of a deal. You're giving us the the ability and the foundation to be able to do those things. Well, and like we were saying, say Jackie's significant other did something stupid. Even if it was a spanking, even if it was a smack across the face that should never have happened in the way, the other party's going to go, I'm, I'm taking a kid, you can't ever see him again. 
by removing that element, at least on a temporary basis, right. you take away that threat and everything. Well, you know, I've removed the problem. I've handled it. You know, there was and a mistake made. I ignored it. I didn't ignore it. And, you know, and a judge is going to say, who gave you right to change the custody order? If she had a problem, she handled it. She did the best thing she could. I right. see so many people just bury their head in the sand and get scared. And I get it. I get the fear. But at the same time, you cannot operate in fear. And you've got to help this child. And even the other thing I was thinking real quickly is, say we're back to Johnny and he's doing crazy things in the garage and we're really concerned about him. Jackie calls me. I'm the other spouse. And she said, I'm going to put him in counseling I've looked around on this specific issue. This guy, Ted Turner, just kidding, is a good opportunity. He's a really good at this. He's done it for years. I want to put him in counseling. Jackie says, no way in hell you're putting our kid in counseling. Hmm. Really? Well, what do you do next? What do you do next, Jackie? So, unfortunately, I, this happens so, so frequently. Often, yeah. And we will address the co-parenting relationship and how it impacts your children in yet another podcast. So please watch for co-parenting and parental alienation. We, we very likely may have an expert come in on the parental alienation piece that um, we've got. We've got a few people lined up that we're thinking about. But what happens in the real life situation is, okay, I've been watching this pattern of behavior with our son. This is going, this is going, this is happening. And the parent is telling the other parent, these things are happening, doing all the right things. I'm just letting you know this is what's happening. And you get the other parent going, it's all your fault. This yeah. is your fault. Why can't you just do this differently? And then it's not, he's not going to have the problems or she's not going to have the problems anymore. And then you've got the parent who says, I'd really like to get this kid into counseling. He needs the help or she needs the help. And then there's the roadblock from the other parent. And if you share joint legal custody, there are many, many providers who will not provide services unless both parents sign on. So what do you do? What options do you have? I don't know that there are a whole lot of options other than going back to court and telling the court that you've got a roadblock with the other parent and it's detrimental to the kid. Yeah. And again, these are the things that, you know, if it's serious enough, you just need to take action and suffer the consequences. And I really don't think a judge is going to hold it against you. If it's that serious, um, for instance, you know, something happened to your daughter, you immediately take it to the doctor. You don't question, sure. you know, you don't, you inform the other parent, this is what I'm doing. You don't deny it or hide it, but you take your daughter and get her the help she needs. And I'm telling you, you know, I've never seen a judge look at somebody that's awful that you took your child to counseling without the other guy's permission when they needed it so desperately. It's different if she's sad. You know, she's having a few sad days and, you know, that might be something you want to talk about and deal with and work through it. And well, we're dealing with Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. Mean, that, that's hard to prove, but we see that as well. What the heck is Munchausen by proxy? That's where the, the parent projects onto the child all these illnesses or mental health issues yes. <laughs> and takes them to the doctor 17 times a month and then nothing ever really comes of it. It's sort of that bias, um, confirmation bias, where they're looking for someone to confirm this. Yeah, and a lot of parents, we see it all the time where parents use it to get the money from the, from the um, social services to get their kids, mm -hmm. you know. So we see a lot of stuff. But our point in this podcast and what we really wanted to make this point is when your child's issues take center stage, you need to be there. And you need to make this the the most important person, most important issue right then and there. And if that requires a pause in your relationship, obviously if you're 
remarried, there may be considerations you have to make. But come talk to an attorney. Say if you're confused about what to do, come talk to us. You know, or get some help from somebody else. But make start making your way forward to help that child. And it may be stumbling and fumbling at first, but you're doing what you need to do to get that child help. And you're taking what's secret out into the light. And that always helps everybody eventually. It may be messy for a season, but right. it's always better to get that out in the light. The last thing you want to happen is a year and a half later, dad finds out that the thing happened. The thing happened, and then he has a boatload to use against you in court. And well, let's 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 look at this. Uh, you find the kid in the garage, uh, you know, harming an animal, whether it's a pet or um, you know the the rabbit that got shot. Different story. Different. Like you don't get to make that determination. Usually, you're not the one with the PhD who can say, "Oh, th- this I, I can I can analyze." Right? You, this, this child is going to need help. But hiding the fact that this was happening from the other parent and it eventually coming to light is only going to work against you, not for you. Um, I know there are situations, too, and I, and I do think it's important to touch on it, where you've got the parent who just wants to say, it's what a, it's not a big deal. Okay? That doesn't mean you shouldn't tell them. You should still tell them. Tell them what's going on. Um, if Even if you think, well, they're going to say it doesn't matter or they don't care or they're going to make it something that it isn't. It, you cannot control the response. You can control yourself. That's it. And it is incumbent on you to take the next right step for the benefit of your child or your children. First and foremost, that is your first obligation as whether you share custody or this is maybe on just a visitation weekend. Maybe it's just an every other weekend parenting time. You are still obligated yeah. to tell the other parent. Yeah, and, I, and I think there is one exception that I would make to that. If you believe that other parents' behavior will be violent towards the child somehow. Fair. Or some kind of psychologically violent towards the child. Then again, come to somebody and get help and strategically figure out how we process through this. That doesn't mean you hold on to it forever. That doesn't mean you hide it. Any of those mm-hmm. things. You have to immediately bring it to light. Sometimes you have to choose who you bring it to light to at first um, because of that situation. Maybe you have a legitimate fear that dad's anger goes zero to 100 and he may hurt the child in, the, in his anger. And that's a, that's a good consideration you have to make. But get help in making that. Don't just determine it on your own because you're seeing it through your eyes. And sometimes you need a little help seeing the whole picture. And... You know, sometimes we have to help people strategize that. What's the best way? And, and sometimes it is getting a counselor involved at the beginning and letting the counselor bring that out. You know, in a meeting with a counselor where dad can hear that information in front of a counselor, let the explosion happen there, and then maybe, just maybe, you know, it might go better. And, you know, again, as Jackie said, I think the real important part of this is we can't ret- control the other person's response. Right. But we can control our own, and when we hide the ball or we get scared and operate out of fear, it only creates problems. It does indeed. So find somebody who can help you through this process. Get your kid the help that they need. Help your child receive the help they need. And in the process of doing all that, get the help that you need so that you can navigate this the best way possible. Thank you all. Remember to like and subscribe. And if you you have any ideas... Um, feel free to email us at info info at cclawva.com and be watching for the parental alienation podcast as well as the when is it okay to record a phone call podcast both of those coming to you soon thanks thank you we hope you've enjoyed this episode of what to do when 
For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, and we encourage you to check our archives to listen to previous topics. Tune in next week for a new episode and some fresh perspective from Kreiser Cardani.